Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today, our guest is Jessica Harrington, the CEO and founder of Journey to Yourself. Jessica, did I say that correctly? You sure did. (laughs) Uh, Well, I just love the name of your business because that is the ultimate goal. I know when I started on my journey, uh, well, really my journey as a a daughter um, of a mother who loved Christianity, um, that was like my first my first understanding of the journey to myself through my connection with God and my entire life has been devoted to, to Mm self-realization. And so when I saw the name of your company, I was really moved because it aligned with my sole purpose um, and the work that I do. So I'm just so delighted to have you here. Tell us about yourself. Welcome. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I, I love how much the the name resonates with you because it definitely resonates with me, obviously. So I, you know, um, so a little bit about me and where the, we can start with where the name came from, I think is always a good start, right? So I'm joining yourself. My name is Jessica Harrington. Um, I consider myself as a stress management coach. I have my master's in public health, but so where did all of this even start, right? So, cause master's in public health, you can really get a lot of jobs with that. So why did I just go, well, it was a great degree. Let me start my own business, you know? So basically what happened was, um, I've always wanted my own business. I always wanted to support other people. I feel, you know, I am where I am because of the people that I surround myself with. Um, I grew up in, you know, there was addiction in my household. There was abuse. There was everything in between. And so the reason I am where I am is because of the, my neighborhood, of the people that I surround myself with. And so I decided to grow from that. Um, but as, uh, you know, we all have our upbringings, as you just mentioned as well, we all take a habit from that. And so my habit was always putting a happy face on. And so I always was like, oh, I'm the cheerful kid. You know, nobody asks what's wrong. You know, it's always great and sunshine over here. And so I really took that mindset with me throughout my life, throughout careers, throughout my uh, relationships, you know? And so no one ever asked, hey, are you okay? Are you feeling sad? You know, what do you need? No one ever asked, right? And so one day that takes a toll, so after a 12-year relationship, got a divorce, um, started literally just packed my car and moved out, you know, gave them everything and really had to refine myself. And what did that look like for me? And so um, I had a business during this time. I was working mainly with moms. And when I needed to refine myself, I had to shut that business down because to me, I don't think you can help others if you're not fully whole. And so when I was going through that process of literally refining myself, um, there was a moment where I said, all right, I'm going to start my business again. And that's where the name came from of, you know, journey to yourself. Cause I feel like that's what I lost. I lost myself within relationships. I lost myself trying to prove other people that I had to have this education. I had to have this degree. I had to have, you know, six jobs, you know, I had to keep this head up. And it's like, you really lose yourself throughout this um, vision that you think others want for you. So interesting. I think what you're describing resonates with me because I can relate to it. And I think it's also kind of how our parents raised us, whether it was conscious or unconscious, just kind of be the good girl. 
And then there's also what I realized also, I also got divorced, which was a huge uh, learning curve for me in terms of like, what happened here? And why did it turn out like this? And what role did I play? And, you know, it's just also codependence, right? And I didn't really even understand. I knew the books, like I'd read them, but I started actually attending codependent anonymous meetings because I was like, really trying to understand what it meant. And it was so close to how I learned to love that I didn't, I couldn't like separate it. Yeah. It was bizarre. And I'm like, well, there is a separation in love. So I can't separate it. So I have this resistance. And um, it was just fascinating to me just as I've kind of unpacked it, like you have um, similarly, it's like, it's revealed it's so much to me. Um, and, and it's funny because all of my clients, my clients are mostly women you ask them how they're doing it's like they have to pause they don't even know <laughs> right yes. they've been caretaking or caregiving or um, taking care of their business everyone else you know first but them and that's usually why they end up coming to me and or you um to have them have them kind of get give themselves permission to look at themselves and get back on track <laughs> it, it's so funny you said so many things in the sense of like you know that whole love thing, right? Like, oh, I have to do this to show love. And it's like, yes and no. Yet there's certain things you could do to show others love. But when did you stop showing yourself love? And I think that's kind of what you were saying when you started asking women like, oh, how are you doing today? And it's like, oh, um, I think fine. I don't, I don't know. Like we're, I'm here because you're almost on my calendar and I had to show up for this. That's pretty right. much what happened, right? I can tell you how Joe's doing and Sarah and Jim and Bree. Like I can tell you how like the whole neighborhood's doing, but me, hold on. Where <laughs> you can tell, they can tell you the whole schedule for everybody else. You can, right. but then you ask them going, where do you have to be? It's like, um, I have to be somewhere. I'm, somebody needs me. And it's like, yeah, yourself, yourself needs you. So tell me what kind of results do your clients get when they embark on the journey towards themselves? I think the biggest one I hear and like really sits at my heart is confidence. You know, I work with them a lot and go, okay, what's your stress? What's your awareness? How are we, how are you reacting to that? How's your perception on stress? But what they really end up doing is working on these habits for themselves. Like you just said, how am I checking in with myself? How am I communicating time management, all those things, but they realize that, Hey, I can ask for help. I can tell my husband, Hey, just watch the kids. So I can take an actual shower. Can you watch the kids so I can go grocery shopping by myself and maybe grab a cup of coffee, right? And so when I learn to speak up or then also realize what I need and want, because like you just said, I don't even know if I'm fine. How am I supposed to communicate what I want in my life? How do I know? We talked about that whole divorce thing, right? How did it get there? Well, I also didn't know how to ask what I wanted. Yeah. I'm not saying that's, well, that's not the whole nutshell. I'm not saying that's the only issue, but we didn't, because I, I didn't know. I didn't right. take that time. And then if we don't ask for what you want, which I'm not great at, by the way, it's like, it's definitely an edge for me that I'm working on. Then comes that aggression, that passive aggressive tone or the short fuse. And it's like, it's because I don't have that muscle built very well in learning how to ask for what I need because I have shame around having needs, which is ridiculous. Like hearing myself say that is ridiculous, but it's actually true. Yes. And, um, and so I'm, it's like a total edge for me and it's like terrifying when I practice it, but it like, it's, it works out really well, actually. <laughs> it's like, I feel so shy. Oh, but it's okay. No, but it, it's so true. We're, we're so um, like groomed and taught, like not to ask for help, especially as a woman, if you have to do everything, you have to do everything. I don't know if you've seen this. I mean, currently 
there's this TikTok trend going on that, oh, well, if I don't act, if I don't do it all, or it says, it says, you don't have to do everything. And it's like, well, then who else is going to do it? It goes, well, you don't have to do everything because not everything is important enough to do all the time. You know, one of my clients I was just talking to this morning and she was saying, I realized I didn't have to do that. That was okay if I put that to later. And what happened when she put that to later, somebody else acts, uh, helped her with it. So it was like, she goes, I've never, I just felt like this weight lifted off me, you know? So there, there's so many things that come out of speaking up and realizing what you need. Yeah. And it's different than asking for what you need or demanding to so the way you ask. And I, I think um, there are a lot of coaches in my audience. So um, there's something you said earlier. I just want to bring up for a sec. Um, I think that, you know, we have to do our work in order to be able to help our clients, but I think that we're all on the journey towards ourselves and we're all striving for wholeness. Sure. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, being a coach, like you don't have to have it all figured out to be a great coach. No. Um, you do have to have skills to know how to coach and ask provocative questions and co-create with your client and do all these, you know, coachy things. <laughs> but coaches know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, but I do, I do just want to say that, um, that we are all in process. And I just want to like, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaches that I work with and mentor feel like they have the imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I don't like what you, when you said you have to be whole in order to help others, like we're on our, we're on our way towards wholeness. Like, I think you have to be sincerely in your work yes, in order to help others. So I just wanted to, I, that. no, it, it's so true. And I think, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that back up because exactly what I wanted. Like I couldn't, I was so low that I wasn't going to be able to help others. Right. So I was at a point in my life where I knew I wasn't going to be able to support others. Where, like you said, yeah, I, I still have somebody I could talk to. There's, there's no shame in that. Right. Um, am I at a better place than I was three years ago? For sure. But three years ago, there would be, I wasn't able to have a real conversation with you about what's going on in your life because I was so absorbed in what was happening and feeling that I, it was hard for me to work with anybody. So that's why yeah. I shut down, but yeah, you're right. right. That is continuous work. You know, like I said, I, I work with somebody because once you heal something that another, something else that's coming up, it's like, great that's healed a star. Here's your next thing to work on, you know, <laughs> never ending, but it's the joy. I mean, I love it. I've learned to love it a lot. Um, you also said something else that I just really feel strongly about, which is about how we communicate. And that means like how we communicate externally, but also how we're communicating internally. And this morning in my workout, uh, there's, there was this quote that the teacher spoke, which really, really touched me. It was actually from what's my Shodra Shodra. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, I don't remember her name, but the, the quote is, and I apologize if this quote is, it's not, it's not mine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, warmth, the warmth of the experience of allowing is kindness. So, so someone asked this woman, what is kindness? And she said, it's the warmth of the experience of allowing. Wow. And I work with a lot of type A women and it's challenging for us to be kind to ourselves. And I just felt like that was so huge uh, to just understand that through the sensation of, of allowing. And I realized like in that go mode of to do, um, there isn't a lot of space for allowing. There's a lot of like judging and resistance. And I know those things aren't good, but it's part of the human experience, it seems. Sure. So I don't know, no, what, do you, what do you hear in that for you? No, I love that so much. I think there's, to me, I think it's also when we say allow, we're letting go of control. 
So when I'm hearing that, right, exactly, your whole body just goes, what, what do you mean? You know, so I think there's two things there in the sense of allowing, right? So you're allowing negative things to happen. I think sometimes when we're in this healing process and we're trying to be better, we think no bad's going to happen and that's not what it is, right? So I think understanding that when this negative negative thoughts come in or a negative action comes in, how am I processing that? And I'm processing it with kindness, right? So what you just brought up too is that inner talk, okay, well, I'm, I'm doing this workout yesterday. I was doing 30 pounds today. I'm only doing 15. I'm a loser. I'm not good enough. I'm right. All those things that we tell ourselves and actually showing that inner critic, you know, kindness, instead of sometimes we yell at it going, Oh, like, are we bringing in going, Oh my God, you're right. I'm, I'm a loser. I'm not good enough. Or we start going, well, why would you say that thought? Like, why, where's the proof to that, you know? And so we get, we start fighting it, but instead of just going, you know what? I just don't want to hear that today. That doesn't serve me. That doesn't motivate me to keep going. That's not the thoughts that I need in my head. Instead of just showing it with kindness, that's kind of where my brain goes. So two things, you know, allowing the negative, but also showing it kindness and not fighting it. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, in charge that you're like, you know, your kinder self is in charge. Yeah. I used to like shun things in that. I didn't like that were negative. And now I'm like, okay, I just have to like integrate them. Um, and that that's been really, really valuable for me because I, I pretty much tried everything. I had tried to bypass it, go over it, under it, around it. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, I got to go through it. I get it. You got to go through it. Get through it. <laughs> Avoidance, right? We, we, again, going back to that control, we, if I say this, if I do this, then this will happen. And goes, you literally have no control of anyone else's actions besides your own. You have no control of anyone else's outcome. You don't have control of what happens to you. You have control on how you perceive and react to the situation. That's literally it. That's all we've got. So how do you um, create balance in your life? Um, you know, for like your day-to-day, -day, you're, you're working, you've got, you know, all kinds of things going on. Like, what is it that you do? No, it's really good. Um, so I'm really big on to-do lists, but I'm really big on setting priorities in the sense of, you know, it's one of the things that I also work with my clients with. It's just like, okay, what do I have to do today? You know what I mean? So what do I really have to do and getting that done um, in the sense of, but also being realistic, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, I'm going to do this big project and only give myself an hour or think I can get a whole project done within the day. Right. So being realistic of what I have to do with that, that to-do list. So really bite-sized pieces is what I work with. Um, but also one, and this is kind of where a lot of this journey became was just letting me do what I want in the sense of giving myself relaxed time. I think, you know, going back to that inner child is we weren't allowed lock, relaxed time. It was like, oh, you have to keep going. You know, you see it in work. You have time to lean. You have time to clean. You know, things like that are around us. And so it goes, no, I, I just get to reach day. And that's still being productive. So realizing that there's more to being productive than just going, okay, cleaned. I did business emails. Um, just literally taking care of myself. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Everyone has different strategies on how they, how they keep it all together, so to say. I think balance <laughs> is kind of a silly word, um, but in its own right, it is balance um, and it's constantly changing. I love when I lived in France, they had like, um, for example, like the mushroom guy, the guy selling mushrooms would have like one of those old fashioned scales, you know, where they had like the two sides. Yeah. Um, and I just love the image of that, you know, because that is really, it's constantly changing, literally with the wind and with the energy. And, you know, there's just so many yeah. things that influence it. And we all have that you know, balancing act or juggling act to, uh, 
to our lives. And, and some days it feels better than others, that's for sure. But again, it goes back to allowing. It's like, hey, I'm gonna give myself permission to read or I'm gonna give myself um, you know, an, a half day for this project instead of an hour. So it's that honesty that's required. Oh, honesty. But I loved how you said the balance thing too, because I think a lot of times when we hear balance, people are going, oh, it has to be 50-50. And that's not, that's not realistic. Like you said, some days I'm going to have to do self-care more than I do business care. And sometimes I'm to do more family than I have. It's all balanced. But you said like it, literally the wind changes that, right? So, and allowing all of that to happen. You're right. There, there's so many factors with that for sure. Yeah. I am so excited. So my daughter is like really hardcore. Uh, like really, like it's like we had an invitation to go sailing yesterday and she was like, no, mom, I need to work on my business plan. You and I made an appointment. I'm like, she's 17. I'm like, I'm like, honey, maybe we should just go sailing. Like, it's a really nice day. It's the first day of spring, you know, like she's like, I mean, I was just really struck by um, right, wrong, good or bad. I was just like blown away by it. Um, yet we're, I, I'm going to give her a graduation. She graduated early from high school. So I'm giving her a graduation gift, which I'm so excited about. Big surprise on Thursday. And it's yes. like a fair day. So I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, I love that. But I think that, I think that's a struggle though, too, just in that sense of, okay, it's really great. She wants to work on her business, but am I, you know, is it sailing more important? And, and that's what it is, right? That's that balance because sometimes, you know, just skipping that event to work on the business is more important, but sometimes it goes, okay, when's the last time I got to go enjoy this moment to go sailing and I mean, that balance act again. It's crazy. It is. So, I mean, she was super relieved that she got the work done that we did yesterday, but I was like, I kind of to go sailing when you're feeling like really low on energy what um what do you do like what is your kind of go-to some people just like to sleep some people like to go for a walk some people cook everyone has a different thing oh for sure and i think um you know it depends on what triggers it right so but i would say my biggest go-to is definitely journaling um a lot of times what i feel like drained or defeated is because of whatever's happening in the brain i call it the hamster wheel which is like those thoughts that just keep spinning and spinning you know so for me i just have to get it out from my brain and put it right on paper but yeah you said a couple other things for sure you know going outside with the dogs just getting that sun five ten minutes just goes it's like a, it's like a switch it goes oh i can breathe i'm good um but cooking, I, it's funny. If you had asked me three or four years ago, if cooking was my thing, I would tell you, don't ever put me in the kitchen. I burn boiling water. Like I'm that person. <laughs> now I'm going, what's the new recipe? What's something else that I can try? You know? So it, it's so funny to change, but yeah, the kitchen's my zone. I put my podcast on. I just, I just zone out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Jessica, <laughs> you've got to check out some of my recipes. I'm like a whiz in the kitchen. It's like yes. a thing. I love it. That's one of I saw, I saw, I was yeah. looking girl. <laughs> I'm so into it. Yeah. I don't know what's today. Well, this week is a special week because it's a cleansing week. So, um, today I got to see kind of what I'm in the mood for celery or Swiss chard, something like that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those, videos. but I feel always the best, like energetically, I sleep so well. Like, I just love this cleansing time. Although now I'm doing more restorative cleanses, but there's so many great recipes inside of that because I've realized that herbs are actually more important than anything. Wow. Yeah. Like black cumin seed and neem and ashwagandha, maca, um, like all these kind of adaptogenic herbs, uh, trifalia and chatravri, like all these, um, kind of Ayurvedic restorative herbs and tonics, mm. you know, dandelion and nettle and red clover and all that kind of stuff. So that's like really the focus for me. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. I guess that kind of makes sense. The thing about like homeopathy and things like that, like that makes sense. They do a lot of herbs and stuff. So yeah. Right. 
I mean, it's, you know, it helps, but at the end of the day, I think what you're focusing on um, regarding stress is the critical component because I don't really care if you're eating healthy and exercising all day, if you're stressed out about it, if you're guilty about it, if you're in shame or you're blaming, you know, like it's, it's not going to work. And there's a whole field of science that's proving that through psychoneuroimmunology. And it's undeniable now that our emotions and our stress levels are influencing our health outcomes dramatically. And uh, the work you're doing is really, really important. So um, for those of you who are listening today and who are curious about her work, you should schedule a free session. Yes. opportunity. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. <laughs> they should go to your website and um, schedule a time with you there or contact you. What's the best way? Yeah. So uh, if you go to journeytoyourself.net, there's a consultation page right there. You click, pick the calendar. That's the best date for you. It has all my availability per time per day. It's all right there. Or if you just kind of want to reach out and just have questions because you're going, is this right for me? Or is this a stress factor? Maybe, you know, whatever the question may be, um, Jessica at journeytoyourself.net is also the best way to contact me. Thank you so much. Um, Any last words of wisdom that are on your heart or mind you'd like to share? I think going back to what we were talking about earlier, just, you know, that, that self-love, that self-talk is it's, it's golden. It really is. Like you said, it affects your nutrition, it affects, affects your day in day out. So just keep in mind how you talk to yourself. Uh, And with my super quick note is how I basically tell people is think about those thoughts that you tell yourself, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm dumb. If you would ever put dear sister, dear aunt at the top of that, you would never say that. Right. Yeah. Why do you say it to yourself? So that's, that's my huge big takeaway, you know, watch how you're talking to yourself. Yeah. Be kind and, and be well and, uh, and be love. That's it. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.